Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I imagine you're going to Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, podcast listeners. Hello. Hello, microphone people. Hello, microphone people. (laughs) Welcome back to another week here at By the By. Yes. Yeah. Another wonderful, delightful week. Uh Uh-huh. And by the time this is released, in less than a week, we will be on holiday. I'm so excited. Yay. Cannot wait. Yes. Perth, keep your shit together. I know, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... um, we are here with another week of wonderful information that mm-hmm. is enlightening and, you know, it's a, it's a, just a fucking great day. Uh, the next Pendulum Party is May 28th. Yes, and we have some folks, some of our Discord listeners, their yeah. Discord chat people that are coming in for that, which is super exciting. And even before that, we have some other ones coming in this upcoming weekend. Yeah. So a lot of visitors and a lot of good fun times Yay. to be had. It's nice. Really look forward to it. Yeah. It'd be fun to meet some folks uh, that we've had conversations with and actually get to meet them face to face. That'd be fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, So in our ongoing, um, let's see, I'm trying to come up with a good way to put this. In our our ongoing quest to educate the public on how terrible some movies are. (laughs) Uh, We watched (laughs) Fifty Shades Darker. So you don't have to. Yeah. Uh, so going to st- tell you right now, the spoilers for the entire movie. If you haven't watched it yet, look, it's, it's like four years old. So get your shit together. Um, also, good on you for not having watched it yet. <laughs> so Fifty Shades Darker. It's the second of the Fifty Shades of Grey. That's right. In the trilogy, right? Because there's three of them. Correct. Okay. Correct. Starring Dakota Johnson as Anastasia Steele. Mm-hmm. Which is such a fucking porn name. Although um, they're now calling her Anna in this one. I know. it's Anyway. But they go back and forth. Some yeah, people, they you know, do. It's yeah, just okay. like, anyway. Uh, Jamie Dornan playing Christian Grey. Mm-hmm. Eric Johnson as Jack Hyde. And the, and the rest are here in this movie. <laughs> um, so, when a wounded Christian Grey tries to entice a cautious Anastasia Steele, Back into his life. She demands a new arrangement before she will give him another chance. As the two begin to build trust and find stability, shadowy figures from Christian's past start to circle them, determined to destroy their hopes for a future together. 
Dun dun dun. Dun dun dum. Um Yeah, so if you're curious on Rotten Tomatoes, it got eleven percent. Oh my god. I'm pretty sure that eleven percent is probably worse than either of us would have expected. It is, but it has an audience score of forty eight percent. Okay. Right. Um some of the reviews <laughs> are I'll give Fifty Shades Darker this much, at least. The sex scenes are okay. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. Fifty Shades Darker is not darker or better. It's watered down, raincoat brigade style erotica, even with the spiced vanilla SM. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> and they, these two are great. Fifty Shades Darker isn't love, it's abuse, pure and simple. And then lastly, who are these films made for? <laughs> so these are all professional yeah, critics. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if I can find one positive critic review. It, see, this is sad. Uh, it won't change any lives, but it will give many ladies what they want. Sure. This film is more of a romance than the first one, and the actors seem to be a bit more comfortable in their roles. I will actually agree so with that, that. Actually, I will agree. Yes. So, and our poor friends over in New Zealand, the New Zealand Herald, it's saucy, forgettable escapism. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah. So. So you were impressed. I'm, I'm gathering that you were really impressed with this movie compared to the first one. I got to be honest, compared to the first one, this one's fucking gold. <laughs> the first one was just was terrible it was absolutely terrible um this one i I didn't hate it yeah and i actually made a few notes about some things that were different in this one just even from a um like from a character development point of view and things like that and it actually was a little more solid than the first one which i think is not a high bar to hit, and oh, it's no. a really sad thing to no. say. No, 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 but no, no, no. You you can literally drag <laughs> your butt across the bar, like literally. But yeah, so I guess do you kind of want to jump into it from sure. the top? Let, so let's go. Basically, let's go. much like last time, we went through and took notes while watching this. Uh-huh. Um, I tried to give it my full undivided attention, and I just struggled. Anyway, but. I was really excited when the black screen comes up. Also, if you want to watch this yourself, why? And B, you can find it in Australia on binge. So, yeah, I don't know if you're in the U.S. anyway. But the movie starts with a solid black screen and a MA 15 plus audiences. Mm-hmm. And then the only reason is sex. I'm also pretty sure that the U.S. doesn't have MA 15. No, right? So it's R. I think. It'd be R. Yeah. yeah. I just love that the only reason for the rating was sex. There's no drugs. There's no violence. There's no suggestive whatever. It's just sex. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sex is bad, Bradford. Sex. And I wrote promises, promises. (laughs) (laughs) So after the black screen and the MA-15, we open with a flashback of Christian's childhood of him being abused by his father and also presumably his mother being abused. I don't know. There's abuse by the father. But even though his mother died when he was four, but he clearly looked like he was six. I would have said probably six, seven. Um, So someone was getting beaten, but Mm. yeah, it doesn't really make sense time wise. Uh, 
also because for, and also it was a dream. It's not a flashback. It's okay, a dream sure. sequence, a nightmare, something. Uh, but also nightmares are dreams too. <laughs> true, but also like further into the movie, it mentions his mother a lot. Yeah, they never mention the father, even though this was clearly focused on the father. Yeah, yeah. So I was a little confused as to where that was supposed to play into. Yeah, because they implied that his mother abused him as well, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, yeah, but let's show the father. Yeah. Um, I wrote, um, oh, good, the I want to beat people because I was beaten trope. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that is such a lazy, that's lazy writing. I mean, look, I, I don't think any of us think that the the, the books themselves are highbrow or well-written <laughs> or intelligent or anything beyond the fan fiction that they actually are. Yeah. Uh, but come on. Yeah, yeah. I will now give a positive. Okay. This movie, much like the previous movie, they have fucking awesome soundtracks. Like, I love the soundtracks. Agreed. Um, okay, agreed. I, I was, like, I wrote, like, I'm trying to write positives. I'm trying to say this, you know, it's mm-hmm. not all bad. And it's not. The music is good. Mm-hmm. And and what's the next uh, scene that you have so I have, to talk about? I have the going to an art exhibition where you have no idea what's being shown trope. Also, before we even kind of get to the art exhibition or as we're getting there there was a scene where she was at work and she's in this really nice dress because she's going out to this oh. art exhibition afterwards <laughs> and her boss comments on you know oh so you're going out because you're wearing this really nice dress and it was a very nice dress but then she gets to the art exhibition and she keeps her jacket on so i don't know if there wasn't a coat There's check, no coat check. Come on. or <laughs> or what's going on but you have this very nice dress that you've clearly worn all day and you've dressed up for this event and yet you're covering it up with your jacket yeah like come on take your jacket off get a little comfortable <laughs> i love it but yes you're correct so she clearly had no idea what was in the art exhibition because it was a bunch of huge portraits of her <laughs> fucking huge yes. portraits of her yeah. and it's like you don't even you don't even ask, like, oh, what's your, what kind of pictures are you putting up? Oh, yeah. you're a photographer. You've taken pictures of me. What kind of pictures are you showing at your art exhibition? And this was a friend's exhibition. She yeah. said it was a friend's exhibition. Well, but he she, appears later on in the show. Yeah. Or in the movie. Yeah. And so she's the focus of this exhibition. And he, who is her, the artist and her friend, clearly didn't ask her permission to use the photographs because he said, oh, I knew that if I asked you, you wouldn't want them and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, there's a very big consent issue here. <laughs> yeah. I even wrote that as well. Photographer didn't get consent. And this is your friend. Like, he's selling these pictures. And like, I may not understand photography law, but I'm pretty sure, because it's, they make the comment that somebody bought all six pictures, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure that she would have to sign off or she'd have to agree to. There'd have to be. I would. Because she's not a model. She wasn't a model. She was. I would hope that there'd be some kind of a release form to say that yes, you can use these pictures and blah blah blah, whatever. But clearly, there was not. But Maybe. I guess because she doesn't know better, he's her friend. Whatever. She's just kind of like meh. Hi. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like great. You learned so much from the last movie. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I did have another positive. Okay. So, of course, um, while we're at the art exhibition, Christian Grey sweeps in and he's the one that purchased all the pictures because he doesn't want randoms gawking at her, Uh Anastasia. So he asks her to go, let's have a conversation, let's talk. She's like, I don't want to do it. And they end up at a restaurant and they order a wine from the Barossa Valley. That's true. Yay for Australian wine. Australian wine, baby. 
fucking rich billionaires know good shit when they get it. <laughs> so I actually, the only comment I had about that whole kind of scene was basically he was asking for a second chance with her. Yeah. Which, good on him for at least asking as opposed to just saying, you're going to give me a second chance. Because in the first movie, he was very take, take, take yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And now, granted, he still is a lot in this movie, but there are times where you can tell that he's trying to grow. He's trying to learn to ask and to be a little more human and less demanding. I I didn't like him in this scene because he was mean to the wait staff, and I'm pretty sure that it's like it's like RSPCA puppies and and people who serve you in retail. Like, if you're mean to either of those, you're a bad person. Yeah, but also he just blatantly ordered for her again. I'm sure out of habit and he's used to and whatever without even thinking that maybe I should ask what she wants to eat. But then she at least piped up and said, no, I'd rather have something else. Yeah, but so. I mean, she was trying to make a point. She, no, she, nobody wants a quinoa salad. <laughs> I'm kidding. I do. I love quinoa. Quinoa is fucking awesome. If you don't eat quinoa, fuck you. Go eat quinoa. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, but... Then uh, my next comment on the dinner conversation was that it's the whole, no, I I need, I thought you needed freedom. I thought you needed this. I need you more trope. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh God. Like, you know, you can have a committed, loving relationship and freedom. Those, those are possible. Bradford, this is fan fiction for a monogamous world. Yeah, clearly. And it's, oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. These are people that are like, mm, my food's too spicy. What's in it? Pepper. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. That's these people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, so um, I don't know what happened next, but I have written Z, 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 Z. Apparently I was falling asleep. <laughs> um... Because the next thing I have after that, because I know that she ends up going to the pub with her boss and her boss who has been leering at her and it's very clear that he's excited. No, 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 no. Before that. Okay. Well before that. So I've got a few notes before that. Okay, go ahead then. So I'm not sure exactly what the scene was before that because I wrote that he enjoys the pain inflicted upon her like, you know, as if in a, a, like she, as if she's a sub, she started out as a sub, right? Not as a partner or whatever, even though he now wants her more as a partner. But it was as if, to begin with, it was more of the the power trip, and it was all about that. And this seemed like they were trying to make him a little more human, as if he was trying to learn how to harness that into, like, maybe a little bit of top space or something, as opposed to, like, it's just all about the power. But yet, I still didn't get the impression that he actually respects her or he's willing to put the other person first or anything like that so it's like they're trying to make it sound like he's on his way but he's not really yeah he very much was like if um if data from star trek the next generation had been programmed by the marquis decide <laughs> what is this thing you call love <laughs> like, yeah. i'm trying to be a human father give me legs <laughs> you know it's like ugh, please so also one of the lines that during, I think it must have been during that dinner conversation or something, but he was saying something about his mother and blah, 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 how she died when he was four or something. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I didn't know that. You know, I wish you had told me before. And he says, well, I did, but you were asleep. <laughs> and she says, and this is almost word for word, but she says, 
Well, typically, a key part of communication is that both parties are conscious. Yes. <laughs> or must be conscious or something like that. But it was like, no, that, that's a really fucking good point, is it, that communication doesn't work if one party is unconscious. It, I mean, that is great. But at the same time, it is one of those like, God, what a fucking wanky thing to say. Yes. Well, yes. I did tell you, but you were asleep. Oh, so it's bitch. It's my fault. That's what you're saying. <laughs> you know? I whispered it to you. It's kind of like that time I asked you if I could borrow your car. And I was like, (laughs) Angela, are you awake? Can I borrow the car? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. What an idiot. (laughs) Um, Yeah. 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 So. And then in between. She decides to take him back. Right. Yeah. And, and they kiss at the door and it's like, let's take it slow. We're going to wait. Which fine. Whatever. The, the boss the next day is like, mm-hmm. hey, come out and have a drink with us. A bunch of people are having drinks. And the HR lady is there for no reason at all. She doesn't move the story. She's just like literally the only reason she's there is so that she can have some power later mm-hmm. in the film. And they are like, oh, this is our HR person, which they could have said later in it, the film. Yeah. It didn't matter. No, <laughs> like, no, anyway. this didn't add to her, her character development whatsoever. <laughs> Nothing. No, no. Um, but. So they go down to the pub and they're the only ones there because creepy ass boss is trying to, you know, creep in on her. But also what's weird about that is that she had said that, no, she has plans. And he's like, oh, bring your plan. Yeah. Yeah. So boss is expecting her to bring someone, presumably a partner of some sort. Right. And yet he's still trying to creep in on her. And that doesn't really make sense. Like, I mean, it does from a. Uh, I get what I want. I'm a creepy man. And know. I want, and I want to see what my competition is. Yeah. Basically okay, I'm sure. your boss. I can control you, you know, into fucking me kind of thing. Sure. I mean, okay. It makes sense from that point of view. My biggest issue was, um, and I wrote, Oh my God, Christian comes in and he's like, Hey, and the boss is like already like, Oh, Hey Chris. I'm like, Oh God, what a dick. And so they do their both. They, they measure their penises really quick. Uh-huh. Um, and Christian's was bigger because he's like, let's go Anastasia. He and was very possessive as they walk out very possessively. All I could imagine was like, literally the beer had just been sat down in front of her. They wasted a pint of beer. Like <laughs> fuck. I mean, at least the other dude could have drank it, I guess. And in Christian's world, that doesn't matter. I, it That's does. Not- in Bradford's world, okay? <laughs> Do not waste alcohol. Like, now I'm wondering, did they even finish that bottle of wine from Barassa? No, probably not. I mean, that ain't cheap. No, and it's also like, why waste good wine? Oh, my God. Like, like, that is more than him, like, not, <laughs> more than him making her sign a contract without fully understanding what it actually means uh-huh. is makes him a worse person. Okay. Wasting the good alcohol. Wasting good alcohol. Ugh. <laughs> So what do you have next? Uh, The next part I have is when Christian is buying the company that she just started working for. Okay, so right before that, they're in the kitchen. Yes. And they're cooking dinner. And watching him hold that knife (laughs) made me so nervous for the actor. Because I was like, oh, God, you've never held a knife before in your entire life. And it's like, this is not safe. Like twice I thought the actor was going to cut his fingers off, but I was like, maybe that's part of the story. Um, and then bitch kept hugging him and touching his arms while he's very poorly using a knife. Even I know that's a very bad thing to do. The number of times, like I've actually, the few times I've ever been really 
pun intended, sharp with you. You've yelled at me. Is because you're trying to hug me while I'm trying to cut something. And I like all of my fingers. And so do you. And I want to be able to insert them into you and not leave part of them there. Yeah, you've yelled at me, I think, like a couple of times about it. And so now if there's a knife in hand, I just don't touch. Yeah, which is wise. <laughs> like, don't fucking goose somebody when they're dicing them Julianne and a, 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 a carrot. Uh, it was bell pepper anyway, or a uh, capsicum well, yeah, in, in, in that in, case. In this case, case uh-huh. but, um, he's got all the red stuff. Oh, <laughs> the dog what? just outsmarted you. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> the puppy is much smarter than me. Very, very. <laughs> what are you doing? It's like I've been pulling all that shit out. And you keep taking it from me. God damn it, woman. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was very concerned for the actor's fingers. Yes, yes. Because I was like, Anastasia, you're going to want to use those later. That's very true. But I guess if she if I mean, he cuts them all off, then she's got them whenever she wants them. Okay, but also how, like, I mean, he can still spank her with just a palm, but it's not going to be a good spank. <laughs> uh, so then, <laughs> then I wrote after, I don't know at what point he says he's going to buy their company, but I think it was during that conversation. I said, honestly, they both can do better. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, they really can, they both can do better than the other mm, mm, yeah yeah because yeah, my only comment about him buying the company that she just started working for and he's he was like well i've always wanted to get into the publishing business and i'm like well if that was the case why didn't you do it before why now the question is always why now and like why didn't you do it before why don't you wait and do it but you're what it comes down to is you're just uber uber controlling yeah and she started working for this company so you're like oh i'm gonna buy this company like that's just kind of a dick move oh yeah yeah it's a massive dick move yeah yeah i mean buy the competition exactly (laughs) that's what you you want her to grow as a person buy the competition yeah Yeah, there you go yeah 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 um because now you know what's going to happen is that no matter where she goes in her career, like if she ever advances, then it's always going to be, oh, it's because your boyfriend owns this big parent conglomerate that owns us now. She should like go to like Google. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let him buy Google. <laughs> um, so, of course, now we got to get to the fucking, oh, even right. though we're going to take it slow. Right. But we were like, what? I don't know. Like 20 minutes in. Yeah, say 15, 20 minutes in. Yeah, was, like I think it was just over 18 minutes in. Uh, not that I was counting, but I was like, it's taking forever. <laughs> like, um, I was, she said she wanted to take it slow, Bradford. 18 minutes. Come I know, on. but I was promised an MA, 15 plus, for sex. And I was mm. just waiting for it. Right, okay. My note on their sex was he's controlling. She thinks it's because of his kink, but it's not. It's because he is a billionaire. Mm. Like I love how all of this bullshit of him being this power-hungry person is because he's a dom or a kinkster it's because he's part of the fucking one percent like of course he gets exactly what he wants whenever he wants wherever he wants however he wants he's a billionaire well and he's used to doing that he's used to being able to tell people that this is what you're going to do and you're going to do it and then they just do it being a billionaire is not kinky however i have a kink for billionaires (laughs) if you're a billionaire out there and you happen to listen to this podcast i will sub for you um, I might even for a for, for a price. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Now, and the the only thing I had really about the sex scene was that she at least did start out directive and like you know telling him, okay, go here, go here, da da da, whatever. Uh, and then that very quickly switched. Yeah, but yeah. you know, at least it's like she she's trying. She's trying to you know 
be not 100% subby. Right. Yeah, she tried. Yeah. Yeah. And that's some, that's actually a note that I'd made a little bit later um, after a couple more scenes go by. But I did make a note that, that Anastasia has grown up since the first movie. So she understands consent a little bit more. She understands kind of the dom-sub relationship a little bit more. She She does seem to have... In, in her character, at least, she seems to have grown a little bit. She's got a little more mouth yeah. to her. She, she's happier saying what she thinks and believes. Yeah, and, um, and also I think that she understands more what to say and that she can say it kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, is it 100%? No, but I do feel like there's at least been some development since the first movie. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, there's growth. Yay. <laughs> um, I wish she had gotten rid of the bangs. I fucking hate her bangs. Yeah, yeah. I just, ugh. Fucking hate her bangs. Anyway, sorry. I, that's mm. non sequitur. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, what do you have coming up next? That he creepily has her bank details. <laughs> because he wanted to transfer that's her right. money. I'm, I, I didn't catch what that was for. It was 24000 for something. And it's probably from the first movie that we've thankfully forgotten. Yeah, I don't really know. Um, but she was like, I don't want your money, da da da, whatever. And he then he calls up his assistant and says, Transfer this money to her bank account and she's like, How do you have my bank details? And I mean, I understand that he can get whatever the fuck he wants, clearly, but like how how does he creepily have her bank details and then flaunt it in front of her? That's kind of like that would be a big red flag to me. Oh yeah. I want to be a billionaire <laughs> so freaking bad. But, I mean, at the same time, if somebody wants to find out my bank details and put money in, I'm not really going to say no. Going to give you all the things <laughs> that you have never had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, but I mean, yeah. But I've, he never really explained that. And no. it And it just was like one of those, oh, okay. <laughs> That's not creepy at all. Yeah. But as long as you're putting money in and not taking money out, I mean, <laughs> like, who going to complain? Yeah. Yeah. So my next scene that I've got a note on is the lipstick scene. Yeah. Okay. Is that? I don't, I didn't write anything down. I saw you writing. So I was like, we're just going to wait and see what Bradford has to say about this. All I said about it was what the Royal fuck. Like, she's like, I can't touch you. You won't let me touch you. And he's like, okay, I'll show you where you can touch me. And he hands her fucking lipstick, which, okay, whatevs. It looked like a very brand new bright red lipstick yeah uh, i don't think it had ever been used and she ruins it by drawing a box on his chest Dude. that looked like it was burning him what is that lipstick made of Dude. was it cayenne lipstick bradford bradford lipstick is cheap in his world it's not a thing i know but i still look at it from my world he lives in his world i live in my world and i watch his world and i'm like god damn your world is so poorly written <laughs> <laughs> but like the faces he was making while she's drawing this box on mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. chest and stomach. And I'm like, come on, dude. Th- Wait, what? But also this whole scene was all about him expressing his boundaries and saying right. where she's allowed to touch him and whatever. But yet. We oh, never get that from her. Let's not ask the sub where her boundaries are. No, we never get that from her. And also it never seems as if he respects her boundaries. Like, wherever they may lie, which we don't know because we never get to see that. Yeah. Uh, but it is, like, this is all about him saying, this is what you're allowed to do to me, and there's never that reciprocal what's allowed with you kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, listen, folks, doesn't it sound like we love this movie more than we liked the first one? <laughs> um, I actually did like this one more than the it's first so one. so much better than the first one. Uh, so... Next up, I have... He gives her this... I mean, it's... 
like all I could hear was Archer. And I was like, ooh, Benoit balls. <laughs> yeah, so he gives her a set of Benoit balls. Mm-hmm. And he tells her to put them in her mouth to get them wet. Mm-hmm. And all I'm thinking is, oh, God, my teeth were like, <laughs> like, I don't want those giant fucking metal balls in my mouth touching my teeth. And it's just like, ugh. But you have a problem with metal in your mouth. I do. Like, yeah. it, that, that when people go, I want you to imagine chewing tinfoil, that is like, fuck, it just kills me. So she puts them in and she's like, he's like, now bend over. She's like, you're not going to put those in my ass, which I was, that was funny. Mm. <laughs> Um, and he's like, bitch, please, they don't go in your back door. <laughs> but apparently we can't say anything. We just have to show you. Right. Um, so he, he jams them in mm. lovingly. Mm. And she's like, what are these for? And I'm like, oh, come on. So I could be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure that Benoit Balls came up in the first one. Oh, so- really? Okay. I don't remember that. I'll have to go back and review my notes from that one. I was going to say, you're going to go back and watch it the first one. I'm pretty sure that they did make an appearance then. So at this point, she should know what they are. And besides that, because also, spoiler alert, we'll get to it later, but there's the whole nipple clamp thing, like, what are these? And they're nipple clamps. And it's like, has she done zero research on sex toys in the time that they've, A, been together, or B, been apart? Like, why would you not? She's not investing anything into this relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't want to, I don't want to blame her. And because she is clearly the victim in this cult indoctrination kind of thing. But also, if she has zero interest in learning about this, then why is she part of this? Yeah, exactly. Like, come on. uh, The other thing I had about that whole scene, so she's getting ready. She's getting dressed to go to a ball. And he, of course, because she's like, well, I don't have a dress to wear, blah, blah, blah. So he, of course, has like this closet full of dresses for her to choose from. Which that to me is a bit creepy. Also all with like brand new tags and whatever. And they're clearly in her size. Well, that was what I wrote down is that... That he's very lucky that she is a quote unquote stock standard size and height. <laughs> that these God. dresses fit her off the rack without needing any alterations, nothing done to them. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. That's, that's very true. There are people that that happens for, but fuck, you're lucky because goddamn, most of us need to have something done to a dress. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were to be like, Angela, I have all these dresses, pick whichever one you want. And you would be like, Great. They all have a fucking train. <laughs> like, they're not meant to. <laughs> I hope you have some double-sided tape so we can tape that up. <laughs> oh, my God. He's got. He's a billionaire. He can have it sewn. Like, we can... Like in five minutes flat? Yeah, sure. we can tack okay. it. Okay, It'll sure. be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got people to do that. There are people who can hold your dress for you. Fair enough. Okay. Well, then I want to be part of this world. Because I'm a little shorty and that doesn't happen. <laughs> it's so funny. That is a really good point. Um I was, you know, I'm thinking about the shoe size, though. Mm-hmm. Like, sh- I think height, yeah, is variant, but shoe size is wickedly variant. So does he just find whoever he's dating at the time, get all of their measurements, and then buy a closet full of shit for him? Well, I'm going to guess or that Or does he's... he only date women of a certain shoe size? I'm going to guess that he only dates women of a certain particular physique because they all resemble his mother, oh, we find right. out later. That's right. Ooh, But also, he probably has a closet for every size person that he's ever had as a sub, right? Because, I mean, come on. I mean, because why not? Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) They drive to the banquet hall, or I guess it's his parents' house. It's at his parents' house. The ball is, yeah. Or step-parents' house, whatever. Yeah. Um, Foster parents, something. Yeah, foster parents, we'll say. Yeah. Uh, And so, 
it's a masquerade ball. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of romantic. I, I appreciate that. Once again, the music is great. Whoever is singing all these wonderful old tunes, it's just really, I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, they get to this house. They meet all these people. It, it is a masquerade ball. Then there's an auction and she mm-hmm. sits down and, ooh, Ben Wobbles. Uh, and <laughs> now you know what they do. I'm like, my bitch, thing bitch, is, please. Like, well, my problem with that is she sits down on a chair in a dining hall and suddenly is like, oh, dumb cunt was riding in a limousine. Like That would be way better. That would be way better. Like every, she'd be like, um, excuse me, driver, can we hit more potholes? Like, <laughs> like, come on. Like, oh, now I understand what they're for. Oh, I needed the mask on. That helps. Can she not feel her nether regions? Like, wait, what does a di- what does a chair at a dinner table have that a limousine doesn't? Is this is this a riddle? <laughs> is there a piston that comes up out of the chair? Yes, that's exactly yeah. he uh-huh. did have a um, yeah. Yeah, piston chair. But I was like, come on, that's dumb. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, so. She uses the $24,000 that she doesn't want and clearly doesn't need because, you know, whatever, mm. and buys a week and his private house in Aspen. I think it was Aspen. Somewhere snowy mm. and whatever. And it's like this, oh, she's like, I don't need the money, but now I'm giving it to somebody who does because yeah. I'm donating it. Because it was a charity auction. Thing, yeah. Something, yeah. And I'm like, but. I would be donating it to the Save the Bradfords Foundation. <laughs> and if you would like to donate to the Save the Bradfords Foundation, you can help us by joining our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash buy the buy podcast. Your uh-huh. donation will help save a Bradford like me. And Bradford needs saving. I need, Lord Jesus, I need saving. Uh-huh. Uh, but before we go on, let's go and talk to people who um, who don't need saving but uh, need us to uh, talk about their products. If you are listening to this and thinking, wow, I would love to go on a sexy date with vaccinated people who are smart and sexy and like all the cool, sexy, smart things that I like, not like the movie Fifty Shades Darker, uh, you could go to altplayground.net and set up a profile and say no to Fifty Shades Darker. (laughs) You could build a profile around profiling people who don't like that movie. And then you might find somebody who you want to get in their pants with, want to get into their pants with. I'm sticking with it. Uh, But look, the jokes aside, go to altplayground.net and our friends over at APG will help put you together with people like you who might want to have wonderful, clever conversations about uh, some really shitty movies or might want to just like, let's rip our clothes off and get to the fucking part because, you know, that's the best part of this movie that we're talking about. So you actually it's it's spanking as well, but yeah. we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, but you, you, you go to altplayground.net, sign up, find us, say hi, and uh, find your next sexy playmates at altplayground.net. If you're looking for some sexy 
whipping toys and spanking toys that you can use on your partner without knowing what the hell you're doing with, uh, you could go to adamandeve.com and find something. In fact, you can find your own set of Benoit balls at adamandeve.com. Then you can put them into your mouth or your partner's and insert them into your partner or yourself. Look, they can be put in anally. Just make sure they have a flare. But once you find that set of Benoit balls that you want to put in yourself and put into somebody else, make sure that you use the checkout code by the by. That's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. Use that checkout code. And when you do, you will get them Benoit balls at 50% off. It's going to be great. And, and free shipping. And while you're waiting for them, they'll give you some movies on demand that you can watch. They'll throw in some extra stuff because maybe Benoit balls aren't enough, but all that'll go into your box. And so you will go and come home, well, to a box on your doorstep that has your Benoit balls, free shipping, 50% 50% off. Use checkout code by the by. B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. So there's a box of balls. So there's a box of balls on your doorstep. Boom. So we're at the um we're at the banquet. We've 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 bid on something. We we basically we've bid on something in the middle of this auction. We've won. Yeah. And then what do we do? We're like, all right, we're going to peace out now. <laughs> I literally wrote, I fucking hate rich people. <laughs> yeah. Because they're just, they're in the middle of this auction and they're just like, all right, we won. Now we're just going to get up and leave. And you know that, you know, them walking out together is going to cause a scene. Well, I like, mean. Like people are going to notice. And that's fine because I think that I didn't realize that that was his family home uh, because it didn't, it didn't dawn on me that. Any human could live like it, <laughs> honestly, if you're from the States, it looked like the Biltmore estate. Mm. It was fucking mm-hmm. huge. In fact, it made the Biltmore estate look small. And you're like, wait, whose house has a stage and a banquet <laughs> hall in it? Like it, it just, it was so like, this can't be real. Also jumping ahead quite a lot. We find out later in the, in the film that his mom or his foster mom is a nurse. Yes. So like, we, I wish nurses got paid that much, but where did their money come from? We don't know what family they come from, and we don't know what the foster father does. Yeah, so was the Vanderbilt wife a nurse? I mean, like, come on. Anyway, so, <laughs> but what we do later come to learn is that they went up to his childhood bedroom to do some boning. Not creepy, but sure, yeah. Okay. Look, I remember having sex in my childhood bedroom. It okay. was great. So question, if you were in a house like this and your choices were your childhood bedroom or probably like 50 guest rooms, <laughs> what what would you choose? Would you choose your childhood bedroom? Over 50 guest rooms? Over like, I mean, because one of those has got to be absolutely amazing or have like a great view or have something interesting in it, but you would choose your childhood bedroom? Well, I mean- Look, my childhood bedroom had like a, a, a twin bed with probably urine stains and <laughs> a few semen stains and like like it was a it was a four poster twin bed, but not like full poster things mm-hmm. like the finials would come out and you could like insert them if you were kinky. So maybe I would use them. Yeah. Um, his childhood bedroom. Let's be like that was the other thing. Looking at this room that they were in, it did not belong in this house. Like, you're like, because we both thought they went home. Yeah. And, and like, wait, what? So, yeah. Um, 
this is the second time that they have sex. Mm. Is that right? Yes. I think so. Um, and I don't know if you noticed this. The first time they had sex, I meant to comment on this. The first time they had sex, he disrobes her. She's completely naked and he's kneeling in front of her and she's like, kiss me. And he goes to stand up. And she's like, no. And I'm like, uh, other lips, baby. So he starts going down on her, but he still has his jeans on and he's shirtless. And then he starts to fuck her, but he just pulls his jeans down to like, so we get a half hemisphere of his ass while he's fucking her. This one, once again, she's naked and he's got his tuxedo pants on. So like now we're, we're two for two on the sex that all we get from him is basically a hemisphere of his ass. But he didn't sign the waiver to where you can see his full ass. That's what I'm wondering is what kind of yeah. contract did this yeah. guy have? Yeah. Uh, so then she's like, spank me. Yeah. And so he does. I had spanking scene number one. Um, he says, if it's too much, tell me to stop. And I'm like, what? No fucking safe word is stop our safe word. Because what if she said, don't stop? And he's like, wait, did she say stop? And maybe uh, we'll like, stop. Maybe maybe green, yellow, red, something. But also they're in his childhood bedroom. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, but he hits her three times. Three little light swats. Like, and then, all right, let's fuck. Mm. Roll over. I, I want, and I'm like, well, if that's all it was, why couldn't you st- 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 stuck around with him in the first movie? seriously but he doesn't take his pants off so and i've got once again he still has his clothes on yeah so she's naked i mean and we saw her earlier in the film she's wearing this like 12 piece lingerie set and then this dress that goes over it and it's like and 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 she has her hair professionally done also the dress is like this really slinky very thin type of thing that fits her pretty well but yet you don't see the lines of the lingerie underneath, right. which is possible, but unlikely. So anyway, after this, they go back and they rejoin the ball, which I yes. think is at that point, that's the time that you and I realized that they were in his childhood bedroom. Yes. Because otherwise, we, like you said, we thought they went back to his place. And we were like, what the fuck? They just like up and left. And now it's like, okay, they up and left, went to his childhood bedroom to fuck and then come back to rejoin, which the whole story. I mean, I guess it's fine and whatever, but it still seems a bit weird, but not as bad, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's not as bad. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm more okay with it. Um, I'm surprised he didn't just fuck her right there on the in, in front of everybody. In front of everybody, yeah. Like, yeah. they have a fucking stage. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying. Yeah. So then, also somewhere along the lines of this, it might have been after some time during the ball, she passes this weird guy on the stairwell oh, who's yes. taking a picture of. His family. So there's a family portrait on the stairwell, on the wall, down the stairs. What we didn't realize at the time was he has a name. And his name is Senor Plot Device. (laughs) Very true. Yes. 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 He takes a picture of a picture and like. But only after he stares at her and makes sure that she's not paying attention. Mm -hmm. But he's wearing a mask, so we have no idea who he is. Mm -hmm. But we know he is Senor Plot Device. Yes. Very true. Very true. I just have weird guy on stairwell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've also kind of skipped over the fact that she's haunted air quotes haunted by some little waif of a lady. She's seen her a couple of times at this point. Yeah. I thought I mentioned her, but I may not have, but I did write her down. The stalker girl. Yeah. She's a little waif of a girl. I mean, like literally she, I've noted her as Eponine 
from Les Mis because that's who <laughs> that's what she looks like. She looks like she's playing Eponine, like full clothes. Like, oh, are you going to die in the French Revolution? Ooh, also, spoiler alert for Les Mis, um, <laughs> but not the real French Revolution and one before it. Anyway, mm. anyway, um, so the next note that I have. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And I don't know where you are, but something he tells her something about his family or some truth. Uh, one of his did, truths. Do you have anything about the Mrs. Robinson? No. Okay. Is that before? That was at the ball. Oh. So Yo, at, that's right. At, yeah. the, at the ball, Anna, Mrs. Robinson. Anastasia runs into Elena, I think is actually her name. Helena, I think. Helena, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, she's basically Mrs. Robinson. And here's to you, Mrs. So-and-so. So she's the one that, when he very first started in the lifestyle, whatever, introduced him to the whole Dom Sub thing, blah, yeah. blah, blah, whatever. And like taught him about sex and taught him about DS. But she seems all dominant. So was she dominant to him? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So he's a switch then. Well, or she's the only one who's dominant to him, but oh, it's in, that yeah. is, I guess, by definition. Switch. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so uh, Anastasia has a run-in with her in the restroom, and in this particular scene, she comes across as like super uber controlling of Christian. She's all about he needs this and he wants this, and she's trying to manipulate Anastasia as if like Christian can't ever grow. Like he's this yeah. person. Stuck in the he past. Can't love you. Yeah, he's stuck in the past when they first met and can never ever grow past that. So like he needs someone who's completely submissive to him in all aspects of life and and you can never be enough for him and da 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 blah blah blah. And it's just like she's this super uber controlling bitch. And I'm just like like I mean, is I mean I don't really want to like Christian, but people can grow, people can change. Yeah. And he's at least shown signs he's trying. Like Honestly, but, it her character is so poorly written. It's just like I'm pretty sure she actually had no scripted lines. It was just a, <laughs> a improv, and it was like be a absolute controlling bitch. Yeah, maybe, maybe. That's I think that's all it was. Okay. Um. So at some point, Christian tells Anastasia something, and Anastasia is like, "Thank you for telling me." Yes. Um. I don't know what the setup was for that, but I did write the quote, "Thank you for telling me," and I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Honestly, she's a better dom than he is. Yeah, like, so that's let me look because that's skipping ahead a little bit. I feel oh, like sorry. because I wrote. Um, oh, that's not too far ahead. So the only thing in between was the shower scene where she was getting emotional about him opening up, and so oh, she yeah. was basically like, "I want you to open up more." Da da da. Like you know, bubble. If if we're gonna do this, then I need you to talk to me. Whatever. That's right. There's like of, multiple shower scenes in this movie. Yeah, but she's. <laughs> I guess if you pay for the shower set, though, you should probably use it. Yeah, it's a nice shower yeah, set. Yeah, yeah. 
But what got me about that was that she was getting emotional about it, which I understand the, like, I need this kind of thing, but, like, why are you getting emotional about him opening up? Like, <laughs> shouldn't he be the one that's emotional? I love you so much. You're, <laughs> like, you, at both times, can be, like, this super sensitive, wonderful, loving creature, and at the other times, you could be like, why is bitch all crying? Because he's telling her the truth. <laughs> Suck it up. <laughs> you you're a magical delightful mm-hmm. creature mm-hmm. but then right after that was was what you were talking about because i wrote down that she's better at relationships than yeah, him yeah so like in the first movie she wasn't so where did she learn that she's clearly done a lot of growing up so between. how long has it been it doesn't they act like it's not been long at all mm-hmm. they act like it's been both years and weeks i would have guessed like a month or two that's kinda. what i'm guessing like six weeks tops but she's grown significantly in that time <laughs> yeah she has been spending a lot of time on the internet and with her <laughs> therapist but she has not googled ben wobbles wait wait was it her therapist or one that he assigned to her oh my god it's so funny there's a plot device for the third movie. Um, so yeah, we then learn that the boss is an asshole. He tries to pressure her to her into sex and then date rape her and all this bullshit. Um, uh, not date rape, just like office raper. Yeah, fair enough. All right, office boss rape. I mean, they were in the office. Yeah, but it's still kind of a date rapey thing. Okay, you okay. know, do yeah. this. It's it's very much a do this, and then if you want to make it in this industry, you'll fuck me kind of thing. Right. Um. And like I think my problem with that, other than that, is again fucking lazy, lazy writing. Is that they start out when you're introduced to him, he's this beautiful, clean cut, well looking, like really well put together guy. And at this point, he's this sort of. It, it looks like he hasn't slept in a couple of days. He he seems like he's been drinking, and now he's just like a he's a, every time you see him. On, along his path, he becomes that more physically ugly. Yeah. Which disheveled, more disheveled. Yeah. And that's lazy writing. Yeah. Like also, you can be gorgeous and still be a bad person. Also, I think it's the typical male boss, female assistant trope because he doesn't recognize her independence whatsoever. And yeah. he's just like, oh, look, you're dating Christian Gray. You don't even need to work and blah, blah, blah. Like he doesn't even recognize the fact that maybe she actually wants to do something or maybe she can do something other than, you know, be his girlfriend. And that just seems like just lazy and cliche and just yeah, like, come on, do something more with that. Let, let's try. Can, can, we, can we try something like creative? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so speaking of which, let's jump ahead. I don't know where you've, okay. what you've got next, but my sure. next is the sex scene. Okay. Um, the next sex scene, she's in the red room, mm-hmm. which is where all mm-hmm. of this um, kit is. And I gotta be honest, that is my favorite set on this in this movie and they completely don't use it. It's like wasted anyway. Uh, so she's like, what's this? And <laughs> we're both looking at it and going like, how can you not look at this item and not know exactly what it's for? So it is two cuffs, um, large leather cuffs on either end of a brass bar. Bradford, what is that? I've never seen such oh a device before. Gosh, what could it be? And she's like, what is this? And he's like, I thought we weren't doing that anymore. And she's like, I want to. And he's like, no. And she's like, yes. And he's like, okay. So he picks her up and throws her over his shoulder and grabs the spreader bars. And it's like, not here. Let's go to another room with better lighting. Spreader bars, Bradford. What do you do with those? So he throws her on her back 
um, and and puts one foot in a cuff and another foot in a cuff, and you know she clearly has got her knees together. She's like, "Well, this ain't no big deal." And then he's like, hits the button thing, and, <laughs> and he goes. But it would have been better if it was like the Transformers, like, and then suddenly her legs are spread wide. Also, he got the perfect length, like immediately, as opposed to be like, okay, I don't want to go too far or like, you know. Also very true. Rip your hips apart. I think if I did it to you, it'd be like, oops, sorry, splits. (laughs) Um, And you look. Bradford, Bradford, he's just that good. Clearly. Uh, And then he did do a really great move, which is where he turns the spreader bar mm-hmm. basically flips her over. Uh, I don't think it would have, it, they tried to act like it was a surprise to her. She wouldn't have been that limber and, and flopped that quickly. If it had been a surprise, um, I actually think she would have pulled a muscle. <laughs> uh, just because you would have pulled a muscle doesn't mean she would. have. <laughs> okay, she's a lot younger than I am. So whatever, but I do have, Third sex scene, mm-hmm. third time he's left his pants on, what's in this dude's contract? See? There you go. I told you. <laughs> it's like, his pants are still on. Yeah, no, he can't show his ass. Oh, my God. Can't show his ass. No. <sighs> it's all up to your imagination. How good is your imagination, Bradford? Come with me <laughs> and you'll see a world of pure insemination. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they also don't use fucking protection. No, they don't. Yeah, or we don't see that. No, he fucked her without protection, unless he's wearing it in his pants at all times, just in case. Well, he's a billionaire, so maybe he has somebody to do that for him. See, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we did see the the lady who cleans his apartment, so mm-hmm. maybe she does it. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I need a person to do that. Can I get a condom person? <laughs> Gosson, <laughs> Gosson, <laughs> I'm looking for my condom. Anyway, uh, what do you have next? Um, I go back to the work scene. Okay, so in between that and the work scene, okay. I have what happened to Eponine, <laughs> <laughs> um, also known as where's the waif. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, you show us somebody in the first ten minutes twice, and then you don't show her to us again for another hour and ten minutes. No, no, no. She was in there at one point because she confronted Anastasia coming out of her work. At once. Yeah, that was like the first time we see her. No, no, no. She oh, was on. That the, was the second time we see her. Third time. She because she was in the bedroom. No, no, no. So th- there was another. So at the very, very beginning of the movie, there's a scene where you see the back of a girl's head, and uh-huh. you see Anastasia being looked at, like as if from her perspective. Oh, I missed that. Then you also see Anastasia on the bus, and the chick is like a few rows behind, staring at oh, her. I missed that as well. Oh my god, dude. So, sorry, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Apparently. Eponine was a star. She was a stalker. <laughs> That's why I wrote down stalker chick at the very beginning. Anyway. Yeah, I missed that. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed some of those. She made a lot of appearances. Okay, I saw. I think I saw her like three times in the first 10, 15 minutes and then didn't see her again. Mm. But apparently she was there like six or seven times. But we still didn't see her again for another hour and 10 minutes. Not significantly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, where's the wife? Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Which is not where's the beef, but close. <laughs> uh, so then, yes, back at work, she gets a promotion. Yes. HR lady that we spoke about before mm-hmm. makes another appearance, and she basically promotes her temporarily. Uh, because said boss, due to the assault oh, yeah. and whatnot, he then got fired because Christian bought or was buying the company and called the CEO and was like, you need to fire this dude and fired the dude. They're like, all right. Yeah. So the boss tries to assault her, clearly doesn't respect her whatsoever, and then they fire him. Yeah. So then she, as assistant, takes over because she's read all the manuscripts. 
convenient. Yeah. Um, do you have anything about the meeting that they were all in? No. No. Okay. So in this meeting, there's this really meta, I guess if you could call it that, moment where she's like, what we should do is pay attention to this author because they are a big amongst the 18 to 24s and it's all online stuff and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, bitch. E.L. James. That's exactly what happened where Fifty Shades was posted or a couple of chapters was posted as some fanfic for Twilight and suddenly the the they she gets a book. I was like, mm. uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. like, oh, how meta. Yay. Yeah. Um so the next scene I've got is the elevator. Okay. What do you have with that? So do you want to give a kind of a heads up as to what happens in the elevator first? So before the elevator, though, there's a proposal, um, and I don't remember exactly how it happened. How was that one? He's asleep. That was the that was nightmare. Okay, yeah. Okay, no, I, that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That was after. Okay, so we're, we're not sure exactly what the timing is on this <laughs> because we're a little confused as to whether the elevator scene came first or the proposal scene. But we're going to go with the elevator scene first. Okay, fine. And then we'll go back to the proposal. So they're basically in this elevator that is fucking packed yeah. there's like a billion people in this elevator yeah. it's okay. like eight people in an elevator sure and so and they're in the very very far back they're in the back of the elevator however there is someone that is kind of next to but a half a step in front of her yes so not far fucking away from a lady her. yes a lady and so christian kneels down as if he's to tie his shoe or like has to retie Which really, there's shoe. no space for that because his face would have been in that dude's ass. There's not. And that's what I was actually looking for. I was like, what, what's, he, what's he doing there? What's he kneeling for? Nom, this nom, is going to get nom, interesting. Nom, nom. Um, yeah, but no. So he... 50 shades of brown. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, he pretends to... Well, he kneels down pretending to tie his shoe and then... As he stands up, he runs his fingers. Oh, so sorry. I just, I forgot to say in the, in the, at dinner, he has her take her panties off. Yes. So they're having dinner in this top of this, wherever. Mm. And yeah, so he has her take her panties off. So she's currently pantyless. Yeah. Sorry. And so that is up to the proposal. Anyway. uh, So as he stands up, he runs his fingers all the way, you know, like from her ankles all the way up her legs. And then he's fingering her in this elevator. How fucking long is this elevator ride, first of all? Um, <laughs> but then, like, she's like, oh, 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 as if people in the elevator can't fucking hear her. And then he's like, don't come. And he whispers it. But you're in a fucking packed elevator. Everybody's going to hear every fucking thing that's said. I mean, come on. So my response was, if from the couples in front, of them that you know, yeah for um for him to look at his wife and go do you smell that <laughs> and, and his wife to go since since when are we over a fish market <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah mm, i love seafood oh my god <laughs> sorry but it was. It was fucking stupid. The whole thing. I was like, seriously, like, th- that can't happen and nobody react to it. Like, I mean, it can happen. Sure, fine. But somebody's going to react. Yeah. Somebody's, you're, they're all going to hear and somebody's going to actually give a look or do a something and none of that happened. Yeah. So it was clearly not realistic. 
So you were right. I think that they were sleeping together. She gets up to go to the pee or whatever, or, or look outside, and mm. then comes back in, and he's like in his sleep, like marry me. No, 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 it wasn't in his sleep. So she got up to like I don't know, put on his shirt and do the whole sexy man shirt thing. Yeah, and then go stand on the balcony and overlook the city and whatever. Um, so she goes to do that, and then as she's standing on the balcony, he has one of his nightmares yeah, again. That's right. Of Presumably the abuse situation. And so then he wakes up, she wakes him up from that, and then he's like, marry me, I need you, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, this is the oddest proposal ever. And and he's clearly not used to asking for things, and, and like to do it after you wake up from a nightmare is a really weird time. <laughs> I mean, I get that, like, sure, it's in the moment, and it's potentially from the heart and whatever, but really? Really? So... Yeah. Uh, so after the elevator scene, then if we go back to that, yeah. After the elevator scene, uh, she they're driving home and they get to the apartment and the parking garage in the apartment, and her car is completely trashed, um, which they never touch on again. No, we never got back to that. And like her car, somebody's poured paint over it, and it's just been. It looks like somebody whacked it a bit. It's been smashed in. It's like somebody yeah. hit it. The car is like bashed in, whatever, and like the security guard, he tells the security guards, yeah, take care of it. So then she goes up to her apartment. The whole reason they're there is for her to go to her apartment and grab a few things because he's yeah, asked her. Yeah, she's going to move in. Yeah, he's asked her to move in with her and she's like, well, I need some stuff, which my answer to that is like, come on, bitch. Like he's got people to get your stuff for you. And also you can probably recreate your entire apartment in his place and you would never know well, the difference. Also, he had uh, like all those dresses and the jewelry and yeah. the shoes. Like what do you have literally that he can't either go fetch or buy? A toothbrush. And that's what it is. She went into her apartment and like the only thing we see her actually really grab is a toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. It's a very special toothbrush. Hey, she loves that. She's had that toothbrush since she was a kid. Hey, hey, it, it's got her junk all over she used it's to good. masturbate with that toothbrush probably yeah. probably yeah yeah uh so yeah so she's getting stuff in her apartment and then she goes out to like the main area and that creepy chick is in her apartment eponine eponine eponine's in her apartment <laughs> she has a name it's like lay not layla, layla, layla something layla. something i don't know she had me on my knees <laughs> like yeah. four people who so that joke. whatever her name was uh she was in the apartment and it, my question is like so he's got all these security guards there. How the fuck did this chick get up there and get into into Anastasia's apartment? It's a g- 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 ghost. <laughs> but so anyway, she's there. She's got a gun and whatever. She's clearly Layla very... got a gun. <laughs> what? Sorry. Right, right, right. Uh, she's clearly jealous of Anastasia. She needs love and she's trying to find it in a DS relationship, which doesn't work. So come on, people. But yeah, again, and very- poor Layla. I mean, they pick, they paint her as this like she was in this dom sub relationship, and she called him master, and then she found true love, and they got married, and then her husband died, and now she's sad. Yeah, yeah. So she's got issues, whatever. So, but this chick's in her apartment, and and so then of course Christian comes up at like just the right moment, and because he was the master, he was like, you know, look at me, and then like kneel in front of me and takes the gun from her and whatever. And so then Anastasia and then he pats her on the head. Yeah, and then Anastasia's like, oh my god, I can't give this to him. This is what he needs. Blah blah blah. Freaks out, and then go downstairs, and and yeah, she tells the guard, per- the bodyguard, who's supposed to be taking care of her. He's like, she's like, no, no, no. Just leave me alone. And she walks away. So do you ever think about that poor bodyguard? Like, 
he has a wife and three kids. He's his only job is protecting Christian Gray. And when Christian comes downstairs and finds out that this bodyguard, bodyguard number four, did not get Anastasia to get into a car, he's like, "You're fired." And so now this guy's yeah. on unemployment, yeah. and and like his wife is, you know, very upset and disappointed, and and his kids all hate him. So I wondered about that because I mean. I think that there would be some serious repercussions for him not being able to perform his job of getting her into the car. However, I would like to think that Christian is human enough to understand that Anastasia is enough of a person of her own to where she's not going to always do what people want. But I also don't think that he can think that logically about things. What is love? (laughs) (laughs) Does not compute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, it's at that point, though, that Anastasia then, like, takes off walking around Seattle in the night, it starts raining at some point because, of course, it does. Because it's fucking Seattle. But fortunately, she has a rain jacket. She she has a jacket, but she doesn't have an umbrella. She had a hood, though. Eh, I mean, it was the jacket was wool. Well, it had a hood. It may have been had a hood, but it wasn't <laughs> like it was some plastic PVC rubber kind of galoshes jacket. It was a it was wool. Fine. Well, she wandered around Seattle for a few hours. In a wool jacket in the fucking torrential <laughs> rain. And she gets back to his place. And I bet she smelled amazing. She probably, again, smelled like wet fish. Wet wool. <laughs> wet wool and fish. So basically like New Zealand. <laughs> so sorry, New Zealand. I love you. Oh my God. So she basically smells like Picton. Like <laughs> sheep and wet fish. It's wet fish and sheep. It's gross. Um, wet sheep and fish. I can get it out. God damn it. Anyway, <laughs> she's fucking dry. She walks into his apartment. Like, does he have like a body air dryer? Does, does like her hair looks perfect. Her jacket's not even damp. Like it's continuity shit like that, that drives me bonkers. That's lazy. Mm-hmm. It, it's not hard to make her look moist. <laughs> she was moist in the elevator. Half the elevator can smell it. Just saying. Ugh. Yeah, so the only thing I comment I had on that particular scene was that, you know, he clearly it's that whole he's so controlling he cannot give her space because all she needed was some time to herself. And I mean, realistically. And an umbrella. Uh, sure. He could have given her that. Sure. But realistically, the whole movie, she's either been at work or with him. And it's like, like maybe she just needs a little bit of space. She needs a little bit of time to herself. But he can't give her that. And I get the fact that like there's this whole big thing leading up to somebody pointing a gun to her or whatever. And he's he's worried about her and he wants to make sure that she's okay. I get that. But also, she just might need a little bit of time to process it all herself. Also... He admits that the person who pointed the gun is now in some sort of sanatorium. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how many people does he think are going to hunt her down? Like, the most dangerous game, <laughs> Anastasia. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Um, so, actually, I think we do have the order out of, because now I have that he proposes after waking from a nightmare. Uh, so, there's so. some kind of a proposal before, <laughs> some kind of a really odd proposal. I don't know what it was. And then there was this one. So, so. he's like, marry me. Yeah. And she's like, Christian, I think you're dreaming. And I wrote, remember, nightmares are dreams, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, the, I don't know. There's multiple proposals. It's weird. We he, don't... he proposes to her like eight times in this movie. Yeah. And each time she comes up with something, she's, mm-hmm. I mean, she literally is a brat. Mm-hmm. Like, that's her, do- this whole Dom sub thing is going to work out really well for them because she's a brat. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. 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 Um, so my next one has to do with a helicopter. Oh, no, no, no. Before we get okay. there. Though. Yeah, I knew I knew you would have something. We have the obligatory workout scene. Oh, my God. So we have, like, the, the scene of him, like, working out and, like, holding himself up He's on planking. the pool table or something like planking in the air kind planking. Of. that wasn't a pool table that was a, a horse was it was it a horse i don't know i yeah. just saw his hands on something i'm like seriously yeah it's just the obligatory workout scene of like but again he has pants on so he's not like, he has his pants yeah. on but he's shirtless yeah. of course but it is look when, when you look like he looks like all of your contracts say that you need to be shirtless for a third of the movie <laughs> yes yes but you cannot remove the pants um, mm-hmm. no of course not no of course not because he hasn't been working his he skips leg day Mm, that's true. Uh, so helicopter, yes. Um, so now we've got this chopper scene. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Like, I feel like I feel like I'm missing Mr. H. I'm just saying. Come on, get to the chopper. <laughs> we have this actually pretty tense, well done chopper scene where he's flying a helicopter with his assistant or with somebody who works with him and the chopper has an issue. It starts smoking and they crash in the middle of nowhere, Washington state. And then it's on the news. It's Mount St. Helens. They what? said on the news it was Mount St. Helens. Okay. So that's basically middle of nowhere, right? Yeah. 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 But they actually said that like his chopper oh. went missing above so they're looking for him in Mount and his and his uh, workmate in Mount St. Helens. Uh, but literally, we've got the chopper goes down, then the news feed of two people are missing, then the news feed of two people are found. Like, literally, it was like a minute and a half, 90 seconds of film of filming this chopper crash and then her reaction to finding out through his brother that the chopper crashes. And then 10 seconds of like, Oh, his his stepmom saying you're so important to him and the family, and then oh good, he's found and he's changed so much since he's met you yeah. and blah blah blah. And then like on the news, then they're like, oh well, they've now been found and they're on their way back to Seattle. And then he literally walks in from the elevator at that point. It's like it's ninety seconds. Like, why not? You, you've got that's a good story arc right there. Pull that out a little. Like, let's stretch it. What if he had a conversation with his person that crashed with and it was like he opened up to her? Oh, can't open up to her because he can't have real emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I was so pissed off. Or what that. if you had the Mrs. Robinson, Elena, whoever character come in in the meantime and be yeah. like, have some kind of a scene? Let's or... do some more tension. Let's yeah. add tension to this tensionless tripe. Now, admittedly, they did bring her in towards the end of that, like sure. as they were all leaving. But there, I feel like there could have been a lot more involved with that. Yeah. <laughs> It was just, the whole thing was just like, and then, like, Anastasia's the last person to stand up. She gives him a hug, and like, oh, they love each other. And then it's fast forward however long and to midnight, and everybody's leaving the apartment. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly it's his birthday. And so we hadn't talked about it, but she gave him some stupid gift, Mm -hmm. um, and he's been holding on to it for like a week. I would have said a few days, yeah. And when he opens up, it's a fucking keychain. He rolls it over and it says yes. So he's like, I've had the answer in my pocket all this time. And I'm like, have you been carrying that giant ass box in your pocket for like a week? Because I wouldn't. Is that a box in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? I know, right? Because it's not a (laughs) big box, but it ain't small. It's... It's it's this, It's bigger than a phone. Okay, it's bigger than a wallet, bigger than a phone. Yeah. yeah. And so you're carrying around this thing for that long? Really? I, I mean, I wouldn't have done that. If you, were, if you gave me a, something and it was like, 
don't open it until your birthday. I'd be like, all right, cool. I'll leave it on the desk. Yeah, and I don't think you would have had it in the chopper with them. I would not have brought it with me in the chopper. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Plus, it's really important to know how much weight is in a chopper. And, you know, you're going to weigh yourself before you get back in the chopper? Anyway. Yeah. Get through the chopper. Um, so they fuck in the shower again. And literally, I was like, he's going to be wearing pants. I, I was sitting there thinking he's going to be wearing pants. And then I missed it, but apparently she was wearing something because he ripped clothes off of her. I missed that part. Yeah. So she went into the shower with something and he ripped the clothes, something off oh. of her because I heard the rip and it was like, oh, she was wearing something. Okay. I missed that part. But he was naked. Or at least we didn't see below the waist. I'm going to say he was wearing pants. Oh, but yeah. the next scene that they, um, he didn't have pants on. Okay. But right. they weren't having sex. So I honestly mm. think he's like um, Tobias in yeah. Arrested Development. And he's a never nude. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like it. He always wears cut off blue jeans. That's it. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Well, maybe not blue jeans, but he always wears pants. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I did have a note about the sex scenes uh, because every sex scene in the movie is dumb. Yes. <laughs> and, and I realized that this is just, of course, me projecting and whatever, but they're always about him. So it's all it's it's him fucking her. And I realize it's the whole Dom sub thing, whatever, but she never looks like she is into it she never looks like she's caring i'm not gonna say that she looks like she's into it i agree she doesn't look like she's caring and she's never allowed to be on top she and she's never allowed to reciprocate so it looks she never goes down on him no it, it she's never yeah she's never on top she's never going down on him like it's it's very imbalanced from my perspective but i also understand that that's that could be part of the whole dom sub thing and that's that's how they do sex but you know like long term i have a hard time thinking that you would want to always have sex in that style and never want to be on top or never want to give him a blowjob unless I guess if you're directed to maybe I don't know anyway I guess it's the whole like dom sub thing but I have a really hard time understanding it <laughs> from a sub's perspective because <laughs> you're so subby That's <laughs> yes, yes no but you're right it is it is very imbalanced in that she's always receiving Kind of thing. She, it, we never so. get, to, yeah, but we never get to see her give. No, um, no. So, and it doesn't have to be power. It can be like, again, her riding him, her yeah. going down on him. Like you can be a dom and have somebody give you, you know, go down on you. Mm. But we never see that. So, um, I only have one more note for the film. Okay. Other than the wrap up, mm. which was, um, and it had to do with again this whole how she found out that his chopper went down was, and I just wrote, let's write the friend circle out of the story for a while. Like literally they, the, the brother and the roommate who I forgot that they, they were roommates. I actually did too, because they showed from her- the first film, they were like, they were integral. Like the roommate, he hooks up his brother with the roommate so that he can get with Anastasia, as I recall. Yeah. And, they're still dating, which is kind of sweet. I'm like, I'm okay with that. But they do show the roommate at a few other points during the movie, but it's always as a friend. And they don't, it's not clear that she's a roommate. And so I always thought of, like in this movie, because admittedly I forgot she was a roommate, I took it as it's her friend, whatever. And then you get to this point and it's like, oh, wait, no, that was her well, roommate. But it wasn't 
clear in the earlier parts that she's brought in. And that's the other weird thing because so she, the roommate's boyfriend, who is his brother, yeah. right? Yeah. Or at least half brother, whatever, yeah. says, oh, I'm glad you're moving out. Once they found out that she's moving in with him, I'm glad you're moving out because we're going to be making a lot more noise. And I'm like, dude, aren't you a multi-billionaire as well? Can't you, like, maybe uh, it's not the family no, money. No, Christian made all the money, not the rest of the family. Although the parents have- How been, did they afford that house? Yeah, with the ballroom. Like, literally. And the fireworks. Yeah, they're, yeah okay. Yeah, all right. like, literally, they're fine. <laughs> they're fine. Um so like is is the it did the this roommate get the one sibling that didn't do anything? Um also as a side note, Rita Ora, the amazing performer that we saw at Mardi Gras, yeah. plays his sister. And look, I don't think she's a talented actress, but I love her in this film. Like she's a bright spot. And every time she's on screen, I'm like, Oh, you're so nice and pretty. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, she was very very nice to look at. And she sings movie. a song for the yeah. film. So yeah. Again, soundtrack's amazing. Mm. Um, what else do you have? So I only have at the end. Okay. Yep. Let's, let's go there. Okay. So what I wrote down. Okay. Is the Jack thing. Dot, dot, dot. Sigh. Oh, so, okay. So before that though, um, I will say one of the notes, uh, mentally I had was he takes her down to this pool. Oh, in, yeah. in his parents' apartment, house thing. This was proposal mansion. number three or four yeah. or five. I don't know. I don't know where yeah. this was. Um, but they even commented before that he didn't buy her a ring because they were going to go and pick it out together. But then suddenly he has a ring that he proposes to her with. But that's because he let her think that she was going to get to pick out the ring with her. And then he was like, oh, no, bitch, I control you. I, I, I have the ring. I just want him to propose and go, hashtag dommed. <laughs> <laughs> but like the, he takes her down to this pool that is sub- Terranean, but still has a glass ceiling, which maybe she's meant to break through. Anyway, uh, but it's spoiler covered, for the third one. It's covered with flowers. Like there's flowers all in this pool, and he proposes, and there's suddenly fireworks above them. And she's like, "Did you plan this?" And he's like, "Yeah, I did. I'm fucking rich. Come on." Except that isn't this. Is this all at the birthday thing or not the birthday thing? This is at his birthday thing. Yeah. yeah. So his sister had already said that there were going to be fireworks at his birthday thing. Oh, you're right. So he didn't plan it. He's just, oh, his it's parents his planned it or sister or somebody planned it. Yeah. So then like somehow they get up top to the crowd and find his family and the fireworks are still going on. So like I'm thinking that they're burning through their billions. They're a lot longer than like most 4th of July fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Kind of amazing. You know, if you can do it, why not? I'd, you know, I'd do it. Fine, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but you're right. Then we zoom out mm. um, to far away mm. and we see hashtag boss mm. watching. Who looks even more disheveled and... And now he's smoking because yeah. villains have to smoke because smoking kills I and so do bad guys. I would have said he looked even a bit hungover or drugged up or yeah. something. like. He looked rough. Yeah. Because he can't be pretty and be a bad person, Angela. That's just not how it, Wait, you, that's, that's you, how society works. You can't get fired and then like bounce back and still be okay. No, no, no. 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 Not um, when you're obsessed with someone like Anastasia. No, or actually, he's obsessed with Christian Grey because of the whole picture on the staircase thing. That's right. Yeah. But he doesn't love Christian Grey. He hates him. He wants to bring him down. But why? And he even drops his cigarette ash right on his face. But why? Well, because he has what he will never have, which is Power. money. Oh, bitches. Is it bitches? Power, money, bitches and hoes and fame. I don't know. Something. A waif. And a, <laughs> a, a woman who sing a song like Little Drops of Rain. 
to duet yeah. with him. Yeah, so this, so I will say that, like, the whole Jack thing throughout the movie, it's, like, it... Contrived. Yeah, yeah. Cunt-rived. And it doesn't really, I mean, I get that, like, so I, I feel like the first movie ended, right? The first <laughs> yeah, movie with her ended. in an elevator. And you were like, oh, she's now free, but she's still in a metal box. Okay, but the first movie ended. Yeah. This movie, I don't feel like ended. Oh, no, they're... Yeah. This movie was like, when it stopped, I was like, oh, cool. We're at an intermission. Yeah. Like if you're at a movie theater and there's like an intermission or you know, like like in Switzerland, like in yeah. the fucking yeah. like halfway through the movie and they cut it 50% of the way. Like, we'd already been suffering through this movie for like two hours. I know. But that's what it felt like. Like I didn't feel like the ending was an ending. Like it, it felt like there was still something to happen. Next time on Fifty Shades. <laughs> which I get it because there's a third movie. But that makes more sense if it's a series, a miniseries, or something. But when it's a movie, there should be an ending that, yes, leaves you wanting and leaves you wanting to see the next of the trilogy or whatever. But it shouldn't cut off so abruptly. I feel like this was just way too abrupt. Look, I'm, and the whole Jack thing was like, and, and the same thing with like the the stalker chick. Like both of those were subplots that are there, but they never go anywhere, and they never really get you to a point that you're like, oh, I really want to know what what these people are doing in this. So, look, I'm going to get so much. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm ready for I'm it. I'm ready so for it. So many people. So, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but at the end of Empire Strikes Back, Han Solo is frozen in carbonite. I mean, we all know that there's a third movie and that he's going to come back, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. so like you can do that in a second movie. You can lead into your third movie. So, all I'm saying is Jack the Boss is Han Solo in carbonite. <laughs> Okay, I can accept that. I can't even take myself seriously. I can accept that. If the rest of the plot had enough of a wrap-up. Or if the rest of the plot had plot. A plot, yeah. You know what? Jack the Knife should get together with Helena. And they would make lovely monster creatures together. Actually, they would. Maybe that happens in the third one. We have to watch the third one to see. Oh, god damn. No, but actually, I would be better with all of this if there had been some other i think the, what what irked me was that there was no wrap-up of anything like if the story wrapped up to a point that it was like all right i'm happy with this but it was basically like oh marry me da da, da whatever and then that was it and you're just like oh well no well, she said yes we know that the next movie is going to be them either getting married planning to get married or one of them getting cold feet no, it's going to be the wedding, and, like, Jack is going to, like, crash the wedding, and I don't know, maybe the, like, stalker chick is going to be there, and she and Jack get together, and maybe Helena, like, bosses them all around. I don't know. But it's, yeah, we'll have to watch the third one and find out. But it, I didn't like the way it was left. I felt like it just, it, it was just like it was abruptly cut off, and I was not happy with that. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything. Sure. Other than. The plot summary oh for the Fifty Shades Freed, which is the last one starts out with the word newlyweds. Okay. Well, so we missed the marriage, though count apparently we missed the marriage, well, the wedding. I, th- I feel like you need to read the the whole thing now. The only thing I can find for 50 shades freed. Oh wait. So then my question is, hold on, if you go by the title alone, 50 shades freed. Who's freed? Is it her that's freed from is it Anastasia that's freed from Christian? Ooh. Is it like Freedom from this Jack and Stalker chick that finally leaves them alone, or the Elena lady who leaves them alone. Like, who are we freed from? Fifty Shades Freed, you know, for future listeners, mm. uh, also got an eleven percent on Tomato Meter. Okay, um, but this time 
audience approval is only 37%. So we're down by 11%. What was the audience approval on the first one out of curiosity? Um, audience score is 41, tomato meter is 25. Okay. So audiences liked the second one best. Thir- yeah, the second one best. Yeah, because the audience score on the first one was 41%. So yeah, yeah. 48% Interesting. on the second one. So we start out a bit weak, we get stronger, yeah. and then we weaken up again. Of course. Just okay. like, I sure. mean, look, the best, I don't care what anybody says, the best Star Wars movie is the second. Mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back is the best. Wait, are you comparing to Fifty Shades to Star Wars? <laughs> I am now. Um, though Toy Story 3 was the best. Oh. Anyway, continue anyway, on. Uh, so... Fifty Shades Freed, this next time on By the By. We're not doing this next time. I'm just... No, it'll be a little while. In the future. In the future times on By the By. Um, Believing they've left behind the shadowy figures from the past. Billionaire Christian Grey and his new wife, Anastasia, fully embrace their inextricable connection and shared life of luxury. Just as the Greys begin to step into their new roles... Sinister events come to light and jeopardize their happy ending before it even begins. Also, she's pregnant with quadruplets. I'm kidding. I did that last sentence. So is it Jack? Is it Stalker Chick? Who is it? Who could it be? I kind of feel like Stalker Chick maybe have like run her course. So maybe it's it's got to be Jack. It's got to be. Um, I'm going to tell you from the cast. It's definitely Jack. It's definitely Jack. Soccer chick, I think, is done. I think she's had her course. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Cool. Um, very much not looking forward to watching the <sighs> third one. We'll do it at some point, though. But on another episode of We Watch It So You Don't Have To, uh, thank you for sitting with us for this extra long fucking podcast. Of course, we talk forever about this piece of fucking shit but we don't talk longer on other things that people are actually interested in but we definitely appreciate you listening to this with us and if there is something you would like us to talk about that is actually good please send it to us and let us know for the love of god please (laughs) no look actually i did enjoy this movie um on a scale of one to ten i give it like a solid three Agreed. I will say that it did not pass the test of do I pick my phone up and do something else while I'm watching it. Oh, I did. I yeah. I was playing games almost yep. the entire thing because it just could not keep my attention. I gave it a solid twenty to twenty five minutes before I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I need to. I need it. It's not good enough to keep my attention. So it's yeah. you know that that to me is the mark of a truly good movie is when I don't want to pick up my phone. Agreed. I totally yeah. agree. I haven't seen one of those in quite a while. No, I feel like I've had something recent. Uh, so I will say, just just to add to this, Bly, we saw Blythe Spirits. I didn't pick up my phone during and that. And I didn't pick my phone up. So if you, yep. Blythe Spirits is on Amazon Prime, watch that. It's a very sweet romantic comedy with Dame Judi Dench. And mm. fucking brilliant. Very funny. It has some bad moments, but it's because it was written for as a stage play and does better as a stage play than it yeah. could do as a as a film. But it was actually really enjoyable. And it held both of our interests without yeah. picking up the phone, so it passed that test. So there you go. You've stuck through this entire podcast and listened <laughs> to us bitch about a movie that we neither one of us liked. But on the bright side, you got a movie that we both liked and is quite funny, sweet, and romantic. Yes. Um, and that, once again, is Blythe Spirits on Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, so what did you think of Fifty Shades Darker? Please tell us, I mean, if you feel 
motivated to do so. Um, you can do that. Email us the atoms of love at gmail.com. You can message us on any of our socials on Insta, on Facebook and Twitter. We are at by the by podcast. Um, but you know what the best way to do it is to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash by the by podcast. And, uh, you can join our discord channel and talk to us there. Uh, we love the chats that we have with all of our discord folks. So, yeah, anything else you want to add before we... Um, and a few of the Discord folks we get to meet soon, and I'm really excited about that. Very looking forward to that. Very much looking forward to that. Awesome. Thank you, and good night. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 